Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation, and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Like yesterday, we got uh, news just bulging, bulging out of the show here. Uh, in an hour, we're going to have Steve Gregory on. Uh, from KFI News, and he is going to give us all the details about uh, the dean of the USC Social Work uh, School, the School of Social Work, excuse me, uh, Marilyn Flynn. She's 83 years old, and she is pleading guilty to one count of uh, bribing, taking a bribe from Mark Ridley Thomas. Mark Ridley Thomas is the former L.A. County supervisor turned L.A. City councilman. And he has been uh, insisting that he's innocent of these bribery charges. Boy, it really sucks when you kept uh, when you howl for months and months that you're innocent. And then the person that you sent the bribe to um, admits that, yeah, I took it. Now what do you do? So going to be really interesting to see what Ridley Thomas does because now <laughs> both sides have to uh, agree to stick to a story. They had a big paper trail, though, and um, there, there was a lot of complexity to the case, and we're going to get into that with, with uh, Steve Gregory next hour, but just to go through the highlights here. She was the dean of uh, the School of Social Work, this Marilyn Flynn, from uh, Flynn, from 1997 to 2018. So that's 21 years. And the trial is supposed to be in November. What's interesting here is we just found out a few days ago 
the prosecutors against Flynn and Ridley Thomas were going to submit evidence that Flynn gave a similar deal to Karen Bass, the congresswoman running for mayor against Rick Caruso. And that details of the Karen Bass deal would get a public airing at a trial. Now, suddenly, there's no trial. It's not for Marilyn Flynn. Ridley Thomas's trial is supposed to go on in November. Uh, don't know if Flynn's going to testify against him. Don't know if they're going to, uh, if uh, maybe the Bass thing won't even come up, right? Because this, 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 this Bass story was evidence against Flynn. She had said that the deal she was giving Ridley Thomas was similar to the one she gave to Karen Bass 10 years ago. And if you don't know what these deals are, Karen Bass got uh, a free scholarship to get a master's in social work. It was worth about $95,000. Now, this is a woman who's been making six-figure salaries for decades, serving in Congress, uh, serving in the state legislature. Uh, There's no reason that she couldn't afford tuition. Uh, She could have taken out a loan and would have had uh, part of the loan forgiven already. So here's a woman of means, a woman making a six-figure salary for many years, and she gets a free tuition from USC and specifically the same woman, Marilyn Flynn. And it, it just shows you how incredibly greedy these people are. I mean, if there's $100,000 or $95,000 lying around USC, gee, I'm sure there's thousands of kids in L.A., probably hundreds of kids in Karen Bass's district who would have loved to have that, would have loved to get that money for their own scholarship. But they didn't get the money for the scholarship. Karen Bass did. And what I'm stumped about here is if this bribery case involving Ridley Thomas has led to both Ridley Thomas and Marilyn Flynn going to trial and Flynn pleading guilty before the trial, why were there never charges against Karen Bass when Flynn is saying that Ridley Thomas got the same deal as Bass? I don't think that's such a provocative question. It makes sense, doesn't it? Now, I don't know if they didn't have the level of evidence or if Karen Bass is untouchable in, in a way that uh, Ridley Thomas isn't untouchable. I'm, I just think that, well, the prosecutors ought to answer for that. Bass ought to explain why the person who gave her the free degree said, hey, same deal I gave to Ridley Thomas, and now she's pleading guilty to bribery with Ridley Thomas. You, I mean, this is not that complicated. I mean, some of this case is complicated. We'll get to that later. But the part with Karen Bass isn't complicated. If uh, Marilyn Flynn says it's the same deal, well, shouldn't it be the same charges? Why is it not the same charges? I mean, it, how did Karen Bass get away with this? Why would Karen Bass get away with a free tuition for a degree she could afford to get? And by the way, if you're wondering what the other end of the deal was, Karen Bass voted 
upon Marilyn Flynn's request. She voted for um, a bill, sponsored a bill, that would uh, give a number of universities federal funding for one thing or another. And USC is one of those one of those that would benefit. So there was definitely an exchange there. And one side is admitting to the exchange, and the votes are on the record. I, I, I don't understand what the special protection Karen Bass has that Mark Ridley-Thomas didn't get. I mean, Ridley-Thomas is a colossal buffoon. And we've been covering him forever here, and it is just one clown show after another with him. And it did not surprise us in the least that he finally got nailed. And uh, I don't know how Bass could be part of the Ridley Thomas corruption case and not part of the Karen Bass corruption case. And that should be delved into deeply, if anybody's interested. By the way, it's the LA Times who's been reporting on the Karen Bass connection with Marilyn Flint. So uh, we'll have more on that uh, coming up. I'll give, I'll give you some details on that case. And, of course, Steve Gregory is going to lay out the whole thing uh, at uh, 3 o'clock, what led to this plea deal. It's the John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're going to have Steve Gregory on at 3 o'clock to talk about the Ridley uh, Thomas case, Mark Ridley Thomas, the L.A. County City Councilman and former L.A. County Supervisor who uh, – He's really in a pickle now because he was involved in a bribery deal with uh, the dean of USC's School of Social Work, Marilyn Flynn. Uh, Marilyn Flynn has uh, made a plea agreement with federal prosecutors saying, yeah, she took a $100,000 payment from Mark Ridley Thomas. In return, Ridley Thomas was going to direct millions of dollars to USC in a separate contract. And it was uh, all to benefit Ridley Thomas's dud son, Sebastian, who had gotten flushed out of the legislature for sexual harassment uh, problems and uh, was uh, out of money, in debt, out of work, and needed a lifeline. So he was going to get a fake degree and some kind of fake professorship from USC. And they also uh, laundered some money from uh, Ridley Thomas's uh, campaign account through Marilyn Flynn's accounts at USC and then to another fake nonprofit that uh, Sebastian Ridley Thomas was going to uh, earn money from, which this is what's going on all day long, every day with numerous other people. It just hasn't been publicized yet. This is what all these people do for business. And again, Steve Gregory will talk more about that after three o'clock, but I want to focus on the Karen Bass issue here because according to the LA times, and this came out last week, um, during, I'll just read the opening paragraph, and you tell me why Bass shouldn't be in the same trouble as Ridley Thomas. During the last decade, two influential L.A. politicians were awarded full tuition scholarships valued at nearly $100,000 from the USC Social Work Program. One of those scholarships led to the indictment of Mark Ridley Thomas and Marilyn Flynn, the dean. The other recipient, Karen Bass, is the leading contender to be L.A.'s next mayor. Huh. So Marilyn Flynn, by the way, they're not going to put her in prison because she's 83. She's going to be uh, 
on house arrest for a while. Uh, Ridley Thomas, though, could go to prison. But Karen Bass is going to uh, become mayor, perhaps? Um, according to the LA Times, prosecutors have declared that Bass's scholarship and her dealings with USC are critical to their bribery case involving Ridley Thomas and to the broader portrayal of corruption in the USC social work program. So, again, now that Flynn has pleaded guilty, is we're not going to get the airing of Bass's scholarship? Scholarship bribe? Hmm. Convenient timing there, huh? Um, by wearing free tuition to Bass in 2011, Flynn hoped to obtain Bass's assistance in passing coveted legislation. This is according to prosecutors. This is public. Bass did sponsor a bill in Congress that would have expanded USC's and other universities' access to federal funding for social work just as defendant Flynn wanted, according to the filing. Huh. Now, Flynn is being charged for a deal with Ridley Thomas for that scholarship to his son in exchange for county contracts. And to bolster the case, prosecutors pointed to an email from Flynn in which she noted doing, quote, the same sort of scholarship for funding with Bass. So what you have here is Flynn giving a scholarship to Ridley Thomas's son to get county tax money. And Flynn giving a scholarship to Bass to get federal tax money. Now, Bass's name is redacted in much of the court filings, which prosecutors say is Department of Justice policy. Doesn't explain why there's that policy. Um, but the LA Times confirmed her identity through case records and sources and copies of emails. In June, Flynn's lawyer subpoenaed USC. Flynn's lawyer subpoenaed USC for correspondence pertaining to Bass's scholarship and any honors or benefits given to Bass. So the prosecutors wanted to get the dirt on Bass, and Flynn and her attorneys wanted to get the dirt on Bass. Interesting. Uh, L.A. Times mentions a story that they had done last year about the Bass Scholarship. Said full-time tuition awards, like the one she received, were not publicized, generally, had no formal application process, and were more generous than grants given to other students. I'll say, any of you know anybody who got a $95,000 scholarship from USC and didn't even ask for it? Flynn approached Bass, if you believe this story. Anyone else get a phone call from Marilyn Flynn or any other dean at USC saying, hey, would your son or daughter like a $95,000 scholarship? Anybody get this call? No application necessary? That's the thing. Everybody else has got to apply for the scholarship. In an interview... Bass said she did not apply for the social work program. Flynn made the decision to admit her after learning of her interest in getting a graduate degree. Well, how'd she learn that? Just through the grapevine. 
So she she heard Bass wants a graduate degree and calls up and said, hey, Karen, how about a free one from USC? What the hell? Anybody ever get a call out of the blue from the dean at USC saying, hey, I hear your son, I hear your daughter is interested in X. Want a free deal? I heard. Ooh, boy, this smells, huh? And Bass claims she wrote to the House Committee on Ethics in 2011 requesting an exemption on the rule prohibiting gifts to members of Congress. So this would normally violate policy. Now, she told ethics officials that the graduate degree would deepen her knowledge of child welfare policy. Well, that's fine, but pay for it yourself. The two leading members of the Ethics Committee at the time, including Linda Sanchez, the sister of Lorena Sanchez, you remember that uh, whack job? And they said, yeah, the scholarship was clearly a gift, and Bass's status as a congresswoman clearly a factor in receiving it. It's an unusual case, but it justifies an exception. Huh? Now, complicating this, she got this originally in 2011. She never, she never um, was, she never listed it in her annual financial disclosures until 2019. She she hid this $95,000 scholarship from her financial records. Of course, blamed it on one of her staffers. Prosecutors say that. Marilyn Flynn had plans for Bass. That's why she gave Bass the scholarship, pointing to emails and documents. Prosecutors say Flynn hoped that Bass would advance legislation that would provide more funding for the social work school at USC to allow private universities to receive matching grants for certain types of services. Seems to line up with the Child Welfare Workforce Partnership Act which Bass sponsored in 2014 because that bill allowed private universities like USC to get the same federal reimbursement to train social workers. At the time, public universities could get that deal, but not private ones. And finally, prosecutors wrote that in Flynn's email, about Ridley Thomas and his son. Flynn expressly acknowledges the deal, that she intends to offer the benefit of a full scholarship to Ridley Thomas and the son in exchange for funds for the School of Social Work. Beyond that, she claims to have done the exact same with Bass. LA Times called Bass and she goes, well, I don't know what that means. She doesn't know what it means. She got a $95,000 scholarship out of the blue. She didn't even ask for it. Flynn called her up and said, you want one. And then next thing you know, Bass is sponsoring and getting passed a bill so that Flynn's department can get big money grants from the federal government. Now, that's bribery. It's what she did with Ridley Thomas, and Flynn is now admitting that she committed bribery with Ridley Thomas. 
Well, she said it's the exact same thing she did with Bass. Her words. Where's the prosecution? Doesn't seem that complicated, does it? Why did she skate for uh, over 10 years on this? And now it's coming out. And now just as it's going to be aired public, Flynn suddenly pleads guilty. After her lawyer insisted that she was innocent. All right, more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI, 3 o'clock. We're going to be talking with uh, Steve Gregory. And we're going to talk about the Mark Ridley Thomas case, the uh, L.A. County supervisor. And today, Marilyn Flynn, the USC Dean of Social Work, 83 years old, pled guilty to engaging in a bribery deal with him. So now he's screwed. Um, El Segundo Times, the story today. This is, we've been talking about this. I, for some reason this week, a lot of things that Ken and I have been discussing for years are finally coming to a head, and it turns out we were right. I really do feel like doing a we were right dance. Uh, I wanted to do it several times this week. Because as everybody's been battling about climate change, I wondered, well, if you're convinced climate change is coming and we're going to have long droughts and high heat, then why aren't you developing massive new sources of water, such as building desalination plants up and down the coast? Right? There was supposedly going to be one built in Huntington Beach, 20 years in the planning, and some, uh, some commission killed it. Well, why would you kill it? Because we've talked about how the history of California, as far as it can be tracked, shows that we can have up to 200-year droughts. I mean, it's, it's a scientific fact. You know, follow the science, I think, was that, was, wasn't that the, what those uh, irritating people kept preaching? Well, if you follow the science, you could see it is not unprecedented for us to have a 200-year drought. Well, then what are you going to do? We passed a, a bond measure in 2014 to spend $7 billion developing new water sources, like build new reservoirs. They haven't done anything with the money. It's been eight years. They haven't spent anything. You know how they divert tons of water into the ocean to try to protect uh, some uh, oh, the Delta smelt, which is an ugly fish. You know we flush billions and billions of gallons into the ocean. And then of, of the water that is used, 80% of it is used for farming. 11% of the water is used for almonds, which are mostly sold in China. And then we're constantly getting lectured, as you know, about us wasting water. It's like I'd be talking to the uh, almond farmers who are making a fortune off China. And it's not just farmers. It's these huge farming conglomerates. Well, now suddenly, saw this coming. What happens if we conserve all the water that we reasonably can do in our homes and it's still not enough? Because what happens if the drought does go on for a long, long time? And that's the title of the article. L.A. is conserving water at record levels, but it's not enough as drought worsens. Drought worsens. <laughs> it's only September. Just wait. 
Wait when we're in year uh, 196 of this. And uh, it says that L.A. residents can serve water at an impressive pace. The usage in August dropped below a record low. But it's become clear that this alone is not going to be enough. Colorado River's drying up. And suddenly, the director of research at the Pacific Institute, Heather Cooley, said, we have to acknowledge these droughts are becoming more frequent and severe. Of course, nobody knows, right? You know we could end up with uh, five years of torrential downpours. Nobody knows. But as a anytime a, a, a drought starts to deepen and lengthen, everybody starts to panic. What if this is the big one? What are we going to do? Well, desalination plants have been around for decades. And there's hundreds of them around the world. And that's what you do. You take the ocean water and you cycle it through, remove the salt, and you've got uh, perfectly good drinking water. It's what desert countries in the Middle East have been doing for decades. It's not a big deal. It's not revolutionary. It's not some kind of uh, unusual technology. It's not hard, really, to remove salt from water. So in L.A., residents used 10% less water in August than last August, even though this August was several degrees hotter. Uh, it was third month in a row of uh, record low usage. It's been about a 10% reduction since June. Um Now, here's, here's the only plan I saw in this story. They want to dramatically increase the amount of recycled water that we drink. Let's see if this sounds tasty to you. Eric, we should be following this up with a life source water commercial. Right now, recycled water makes up 2% of the city's drinking water. And officials want to increase that number to 35%. By taking the city's oldest wastewater treatment plant. That phrase bothers me, wastewater treatment. Here, a glass of wastewater? Would you like ice with that? They want 35% of our water supply by converting the city's oldest wastewater treatment plant into an advanced water purification facility. I like that it's the oldest wastewater plant, too. What is that going to taste like? Because <laughs> the water tastes really bad now, and it's not recycled. So after they recycle one-third of our water, what's that going to be coming out of the faucet? And listen to this. The goal is to recycle all available treated wastewater from the Hyperion Water Reclamation Plant and turn that into drinkable water by 2035. And then that will greatly reduce L.A.'s reliance on imported water. And uh, they awoke uh, Eric Garcetti out of his co coma to speak about this. I didn't know he was still alive. He never got that India job, did he? That's too bad. Uh, I certainly hope my successor will ensure that we bring that number to 35%. Anyone running for mayor would be silly not to ensure that actually happens. And they're also working on a project in the San Fernando groundwater basin, 
groundwater for L.A., Burbank, and Glendale, which has sat unused for years because of pollution. doesn't really explain what the pollution is and how the water got polluted, but apparently the water has been sitting underground underneath the San Fernando Valley for a long time, and they've never bothered with it. It's an aquifer. So they're still trying to clean it up and use that for long-term water storage, which is, which is a great idea. But, you know, again, they could have been working on this many years ago. They could have been working on building desalination plants many years ago. I don't know what they've done with all our money. I, I mean, you, you can see the roads are crumbling. You can see we're out of water. You can see we're out of electricity. Except our governor, according to a poll today, is winning his race by 27 points. 27 points for a guy who runs a state that's out of water and out of energy. Well, if we had water and energy, he'd probably win by about 52 points. I wonder what people vote on. What, 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 are, what, do people, what are they considering? His jawline? His hair? We're out of water and we're out of electricity because of stupid actions or lack of actions all these years. And we're not even talking about all the disgusting record homeless and all the frightening record crime we have. But you take those four issues, water, electricity, crime, and homelessness, and the highest taxes in the country, and you're going to elect a guy by 27 points? Oh, I forgot, he doesn't have an opponent. I bet you couldn't find five people you couldn't find five people at uh, what, what, uh, Disneyland. Talk to all the Californians in Disneyland this weekend. I bet you can't find five people who know Newsom is running against. What a bizarre state this is. It's not like this elsewhere. When we come back, the cows are being chased out of California. This is another absurdity. <laughs> you know, we've lost almost all our cows. And the few cows that are left are getting out. John and Ken, KFI. Well, there's a lot of corruption. And uh, they're spending a lot of your tax money on dirty deeds. And we are getting going to get into the case of uh, the USC Dean of Social Work, Marilyn Flynn, pleading guilty for her role in the bribery scandal involving L.A. County Supervisor Mark Ridley-Thomas, uh, former supervisor, and uh, involved him and his son, Sebastian Ridley-Thomas, and uh, same deal at Karen Bascott, free scholarship from this Marilyn Flynn. So Steve Gregory will be here to discuss all that coming up. Uh, I really was disheartened here uh, to find out that uh, there's hardly, uh, there's not that many cows left in California. Do you know in 1950, there were 20,000 dairy farms? 20,000. And now there's only 1,200. Uh, we have lost 94% of our dairies in the last 70 years. 94%. And now more and more cows are leaving. Just like a lot of people are driving down the 10, relocating to Texas and Arizona, the cows are marching that way too. Uh, the state is down to uh, about a million seven cows. That's 160,000 less in the last 14 years. Every year, we lose another 
dairy cows are going off to Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, South Dakota, Kansas, Idaho, states that normally didn't have a lot of dairy farming. But um, it, it, it looks like regulations here in California have choked the dairy industry. Plus, developers are coming in and buying the land and putting housing and commercial buildings on the old farmland. So I guess they, they offer a, a great price. The dairy farmers sell. And uh, that's, that's another business. Another thing is, is they regulate. They have these you know, stupid global warming laws in California. <laughs> so the dairies, the farmers, they, they get out and they move to another state. And then the cow farts move from here to Texas. The methane ends up in the atmosphere anyway. Uh, dairy and livestock is responsible for half of the state's methane emissions. And they, the state mandates dairy digesters. Um, and the digesters, I guess, get rid of uh, some of the methane. But the digesters create ammonia, which causes air pollution, and that endangers public health. And the point is, the, the farms, the dairy farms are just sick at dealing with all the regulation. And so the cows are stampeding to other states. But because of that, all we're doing is losing the business, and it, it's not affecting the climate at all. I mean, we go round and round with this. They did this to a lot of industries as well. Factories. Factories just moved to other states. And I don't really understand the virtue signaling here of saying, well, we've eliminated the... Uh, the, these uh, carbon dioxide sources and these greenhouse gases and this methane. Well, no, you didn't. You just moved it. Now, it's the same, the same thing with all the uh, businesses that went to China. China has no pollution rules. So we had all these intensive, costly regulations, drove businesses to China where it's much cheaper to manufacture things, and there they have no rules. So you've seen pictures of the air in China, the air in Beijing. The air in Beijing is sometimes brown or black. Spend a week there, you'll, you'll end up with black lung. But it doesn't save the planet at all. And I just don't understand. All we do is we, we shrink our economy. Um, like here, here's one company called Hillmar Cheese. They... Opened a facility in Texas. Another cheese plant is in Kansas. Laprino Foods, dairy manufacturing company, is building a new facility in Lubbock, Texas. See, in 2016, they passed in California the Short Lived Climate Pollution Reduction Act setting a goal to reduce methane emissions from dairy and livestock by 40% below 2013 levels. They want to suck out 9 million metric tons of carbon dioxide. And if they don't hit the target, 
by 2024, the California Air Resources Board is going to implement regulations. And that's where you get these, these, these methane digesters, devices that control manure decomposition and convert methane into clean energy, but they're really expensive. So the dairy farmers are saying, well, the hell with this. And they'll go to states that aren't forcing them to buy the digesters, that don't have these wacky goals. And the same methane's going into the air anyway. I, I just, um, like, here's a quote. The methane still gets produced. They don't have to deal with it. And that's, uh, they call it leakage. You don't have to deal with the regulations in the other states and all the methane leaks into the air anyway. So the dairy industry will be gone in a reasonable amount of time. Now, coming up, we're going to uh, talk with uh, Mark Ridley-Thomas. I'm sorry, we're going to talk with Steve Gregory about Mark Ridley-Thomas. And Mark Ridley-Thomas's uh, partner in bribery, Marilyn Flynn, the dean of uh, social work at USC, uh, entered a, is entering a plea agreement. She's pleading guilty for bribery, which is interesting because early on her, her lawyer insisted that uh, she... In, did no such thing. But now she claims that she did such thing. And uh, this puts Mark Ridley Thomas in a hole because how do you declare yourself innocent in front of a judge and a jury if your partner said, no, we, I, I, I did this? I mean, Mark, she got the money from somebody. She got it from Ridley Thomas. Ridley Thomas's son got a free scholarship from somebody. Flynn says, yeah, from me. You know, it was a deal. Professorship, free scholarship in exchange. Ridley Thomas uh, was sending county money to fund programs. Those programs being funded. Very important programs. Uh, so now that she has uh, fallen on her sword, what's Ridley Thomas to do? And where's Karen Bass? Since Karen Bass got the same deal, according to Flynn. For her free scholarship. Who's going to investigate that? Who's going to prosecute that? Or is everybody going to pretend it didn't happen? Is everyone going to pretend it doesn't matter? As she continues running for mayor. There's a lot of questions here. I don't know if we got any answers. Oh, and, and Steve also has a second story. Because it looks like uh, the county has terminated the L.A. Sheriff's Department lawyer. A day after uh, Sheila Kuehl... Uh, got her house raided by sheriff's deputies. There's all kinds of connections. Some of them you don't see yet, but you will. John and Ken, KFI, and Mark Runner as the news, KFI AM640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.